Hello, everyone. Welcome to the One Flesh Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The One Flesh Podcast is solely dedicated to the union of man and woman, what we like to call marriage. We're here to help men create good relationships. We're here to help men build good marriages. And we're here to help them maintain that marriage until death do they part. My goal here is to help men who are struggling to find and fulfill that purpose. Uh, find a little bit of purpose through marriage. I'm here to uh, glorify marriage. I think marriage is an excellent thing. And I'm here to help men figure out how to do it. It's very difficult, and I have a hard time myself, just like anybody else does. But I do know a lot of people that are good at certain aspects of marriage, and I know people who are very good at marriage. Um, I know what works in mine. I know what doesn't work in mine. And my goal here is to help guys figure it out a little bit better. And I hope that I'm doing that. I hope that you keep coming back. I hope that I can satisfy that need. Um, The idea uh, that I want to go with today, obviously I don't have a guest on, uh, and I haven't gotten a standard intro yet, if you can't tell. Um, I've been playing around for 20 minutes trying to get you a standard intro, and it's not working. So uh, if anybody tells you that this stuff is just easy, it's not. It sucks. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, eventually we will have a good intro like we do with the regular podcast, but I just can't find it right now. The regular podcast, I came up with that intro literally in like one take. Uh, I just rolled right off the tongue, but this one's not working like that. So you're going to get a variety of intros until I find the one, I think is the way that it's going to happen. But anyway, uh, this is not a guest podcast. Let it, uh, let it be a lesson to you all that if you have a vacation, uh, not only do you need to prepare for uh, the things that are going to need to be done while you're on vacation, but it might be a good idea to think a little bit about what's going to happen after vacation. Uh, we had a vacation that ended on Memorial Day. Uh, it was about a week-long vacation, a little bit longer than a week, and uh, I completely prepared. Uh, you got episodes during that vacation. I didn't have to touch my computer at all because I pre-recorded those episodes um, and put them out. But uh, what I failed to do was to think about, oh, hey, you're only going to have Tuesday uh, when you get back uh, to schedule somebody and have a conversation on marriage. Uh, so, And I didn't do that. So today you're just going to get me, which is pretty usual. Y'all know I, I, my guests uh, ebb and flow, I guess. Uh, we have been doing a lot better, and I think we'll be doing a lot better going forward. I finally got my system to where uh, I can have a guest on and have a decent conversation uh, and get it all recorded uh, well. That was kind of a struggle in the past, but uh, we will get the guest back. But uh, uh, two week or week and a half long vacation uh, and a failure to prepare beyond that uh, has resulted in this. So. Anyway, uh, in that intro, part of what I talked about was how important that I think a marriage is. I want to I want to glorify marriage. I want to um, let people know that it's not all bad. Uh, and that's what the episode is going to be about today, specifically, is what are the benefits of a good marriage? I hear a lot of people uh, jokingly, and, and I, even I've said some of the jokes, but a lot of people talk about how marriage is all bad or marriage is all tough. Um And a lot of young men are starting to really, really believe that. A lot of young men think that there's no point in getting married, uh, that, you know, actually getting married is is pointless, that you should just date forever, and that, you know, why do I need to 
to to get married in the, in the eyes of the law or in the eyes of God. Like, why why do I need to get married? It's it's unnecessary, and they're just going to take half of the stuff that you own, and it's going to be miserable, and you're never going to have sex again, and it's just going to be terrible. A lot of people have been sold that bill of goods. Uh, a lot of young men have, and I'm here to try to change that. Um, part of that is by helping them figure out how to build a good marriage because uh, they're not wrong when they tell you that a lot of marriages are miserable. Um, you know, just in my estimation, I would say that probably uh, 80% of marriages are just absolutely not miserable because they wouldn't work, but um, they're not optimal. Let me put it that way. Use a, use a good little bit of terminology that uh, it, it's a meme, but it's suboptimal. At least like 70 to 80% of marriages are suboptimal. Um, and no marriage is perfect. Uh, and that's the point of the marriage is that it's not always perfect. Uh, but a lot of a lot of people don't get the most out of marriage. They really don't. Uh, and so when you hear a lot of bad things about marriage, they're true. Um, I will be the first to tell you that, that a lot of the bad things about marriages are true. But my goal is to help people build better marriages than that. Um, a lot of these negative things, you know, you look up to somebody who maybe a role model in another aspect, maybe at work, or uh, maybe they're doing things that you want to do. Maybe they're a really, really good hunter, uh, really good fisherman, whatever whatever the case may be. Uh, and you've got a lot of respect for them in that realm, but maybe they haven't been giving in to their marriage what they should. And it's been uh, 10 years of resentment, 20 years of uh, not building and maintaining a good marriage. And so they sell you a, ne- a negative bill of goods. Uh, and it sucks. And, you know, a lot of these problems that manifest in a marriage take a long time. Uh, they take a long time to really manifest because of the nature of marriage. And so my goal here is to help young men uh, show them a light at the end of the tunnel and help give them uh, the tools and the resources to build a marriage that is worth having. So today I've come up with four. I'm sure there's plenty more and probably a little bit more articulate, but as you know, my preparation for some of these episodes is not uh, great, <laughs> so uh, to say the least. So uh, I've only got four right now, and I'm just going to kind of have a conversation with myself and ramble a little bit. Uh, the first benefit of marriage, of a good marriage that I've got, uh, is it, it's somebody to help solve problems. And I'm, I'm kind of going to go uh, in order of importance here. Um, not really, yeah, just in, in order of importance. I don't think that this is like the number one benefit of marriage is to someone to help solve problems. I don't think there's, there's going to be any any direct order for this for this list, but uh, someone to help you solve problems. Uh, I think two minds are better than one. Um, I think that uh, having two people to think about a problem and to address a problem is always better than one, so long as those two people uh, know how to solve those problems and know how to work with the other person. Uh, and notice I said the benefits of a good, good marriage. <laughs> Bad marriages will cause you to suffer in all of these realms, but benefits of a good marriage is, hey, um, I've got somebody else that I know how to work problems out with, and when I come to them with an external problem because they know me, they know how I like to solve problems, uh, I try trust them to solve their problems. I know how to present the problem in a way that's going to be beneficial for them to help me solve. Uh, There are some real problems that maybe don't pertain uh, to the marriage that this other person can help you solve. Uh, Maybe it's, you know, a problem at work specifically. And yeah, work pertains to marriage, but uh, maybe, you know, it's a 
conversation with a particular coworker that you're not really liking and uh, it's not super consequential it's not like they're bringing you know bringing the conversation home and uh, unloading on the uh, what is it called deflecting or projecting um, onto the uh, onto onto their husband and their wife um, maybe they're just uh, maybe it's just a small conversation a little small little irritating thing that really isn't that big of a deal well you've got another mind there to kind of help you solve this issue and I promise with a good marriage uh, with a marriage where uh, it's it's understanding where you know how to communicate with this other person uh, having that second brain there to, to help you figure some of those things out it's it's an absolutely crucial uh, or it's an absolute benefit it's a great benefit to have um, so, uh, someone to help solve problems. Yeah. Even within the marriage, uh, when I say benefits of a good marriage, uh, is solving problems inside the marriage. If you've developed a good marriage, uh, the other person will want to solve the problem in your marriage. A lot of times with bad marriages, uh, people don't want to solve the problem. Uh, the problem, Maybe they like the problem, or maybe they have no desire to to solve the issue. Let's you know. Let's talk about. Um, I don't know. I'm struggling for words today, guys, and I apologize. But uh, I'm not gonna cut it and delete it because I think it's important. But maybe you don't like where the couch is put, and the other person doesn't want to solve it. Well, that's a bad marriage because in a good marriage, uh, we want both parties to be happy. We want both people uh, to be 100. 100% and fully committed to the marriage and happy. And, uh, you know, some people, they may just not have any interest in, in moving that couch to a place that you like it. And so it's difficult to solve that problem because the other person isn't invested in it at all. Uh, the benefits of a good marriage are that the problems rarely um, get to that level where they're unsolvable and you can always work through those problems. Uh, and there are a few, and again, I know I'm coming up with uh, some shitty examples cause I'm really not doing well with words today. The English language is tough uh, and my brain isn't working. Um, I just did some strenuous brain work before this and it, it kind of sucked. It kind of zapped me, but, um, you know, having somebody else there to brainstorm with you and to, to logically work through problems is a benefit moving on. Um, it's hard. It's difficult doing hard things is hard. <laughs> Guys, I'm struggling today. Uh, doing hard things uh, is important. I want to equate it to uh, the gym. The marriage is a relationship gym. That's what it is. And a good marriage can help uh, can help you work out problem solving skills, communication skills, and it does. Uh, you have to be really, really good at problem solving. You have to be really, really good at communication. And it's incredibly difficult. If you're doing marriage right, uh, there's going to be uh, something difficult that you have to do on the daily. Uh, and don't let anybody tell you that there's not. Like, oh, you know, my marriage is easy. And I, I do that. Well, if you're doing marriage right, it's still kind of difficult because you have to give yourself up for that person or um, small things frustrate you. You know, small things frustrate you, and you have to put that aside. Um, you have to shove your ego down on a daily basis, and it is difficult. Um, at the very least, you know, maybe daily is a stretch that it's difficult on a daily basis. Um, but it, at the very least, a couple times a week, it's incredibly hard to be married. It is. Uh, and building that marriage is even more difficult, having those tough conversations. Um getting through a lot of those problems that early couples have, it's, it's really, really difficult. 
Uh, it's a difficult thing to do to build and maintain a good marriage. And what that does is it strengthens your ability to build good relationships. Uh, a marriage is is just a type of relationship. I believe it's the most, well, not most important relationship because somebody's immediately going to be like, oh no, my relationship with God. So ma- your marriage to your wife is the second most important relationship in your life. Um, I don't know much about the relationship with God, so I'm not going to speak to that because I'm very new to all that. So, um, but what I do, my, my thesis, uh, that I don't know if it's anywhere close to correct, but I do think that your relationship, uh, with God in a lot of ways is similar to your marriage. Um, and so that's why, uh, your marriage is second to your relationship with God. I think it's probably the most similar uh, the most, the most similar worldly relationship that you can have, uh, to your relationship with God. And so I think that's why it is so important is because it's like, um, there's your, your relationship with God, but that's in a completely different world. It's in a spiritual realm. Uh, and the closest thing that you can get to that relationship with God, uh, is your marriage. That's, that's my theory. I don't know if there's any truth to that. Don't take that to the bank. Don't, don't bring it up and well, ask the question in church, but don't bring it up as fact in church because it may be completely false, but, um, it's difficult, just like your relationship with God is difficult. Uh, having a marriage is difficult, and it, it benefits you because uh, you have to develop these mechanisms of communication. Uh, you know, building relationships with people outside at, at work, building relationships with your friends, uh, building relationships with your kids. Uh, all of those are different types of relationships, and I believe that marriage being the most difficult one, uh, it requires you to test yourself and to exercise um, all aspects of those relationships. You know, you have to work with your wife. Uh, You have to be a team on certain things, Uh, whether it's cooking dinner or it's hanging shelves or it's reorganizing the garage or uh, it's figuring out which car to buy. You have to be on a team with your wife. Uh, Those are not very far off from the things that we do at work. Uh, the, the things that we have to do with our coworkers, the projects that I have to help manage uh, at where I work, uh, those are not too far off. And the things that I learned by dealing with my wife are absolutely things that I can implement uh, in my daily work life. Let's talk about your friends. You have to be friends with your wife. Um, you have to. You have to be friendly with your wife. Uh, surprisingly, some people are not friendly with their spouses. Uh, it's a completely, there's no semblance of being friends with one another. Um, but you have to deal with that. You have to deal with the fact that they have different interests. Uh, you have to deal with the fact that you care so completely about somebody, uh, but you know maybe on some days they don't quite care as much about you as, as you do about them. Uh, that's something that happens in a friendship quite often. Uh, you know, in a friendship, there's asymmetries. There's days that you know, uh, with my buddy Ethan, I may be giving a hundred percent or not a hundred percent. I may be giving ninety percent, and he's only giving ten percent. Uh, and then on the next day, um, I'm. I'm giving 10% or I'm giving 5% and he's given 95. There's asymmetries in friendships. And I cannot think of any place that that is more true than in a marriage. Um, there are asymmetries in a marriage constantly. Uh, relationships with your kids. Uh, you, you have to, anybody that tells you that you shouldn't be parenting your wife or, uh, you know, you shouldn't have to parent your husband, they don't know the slightest thing about marriage. And I'm going to say that very, very confidently. Um, none of our parents are perfect. We are not perfect parents. 
Okay, there are things that get missed. There are things that uh, aren't able to be developed by our parents. And all parenting is is a form of leadership. Now, you shouldn't have to act as their mom and dad and discipline them and uh, stick them in the corner, but uh, you should be keeping them in check. And there are things uh, that you have to lead them through that are very, very similar to parenting. Uh, There are times that that wife or that husband uh, becomes your dependent and you have to lead them through certain things like you have to leave a child like you have to lead a child uh, marriage matures people and you know a better way to say parenting is leadership through a stage of maturity uh, through the stage of maturity you're leading somebody through a stage of maturity and that is exactly what you have to do in a marriage is especially for marriages that happen young um, I mean marriages at all ages were always maturing in certain aspects but especially marriages that happen young at like 18 or 19 or in college I think they're excellent I think young marriages are the bomb.com because they are so difficult uh, in that aspect of hey I might have to parent this you know this 19 year old through a certain specific issue I might have to lead them through an age of maturity uh, on a certain issue now you shouldn't have to be teaching them how to read yeah I get that uh, you shouldn't have to be potty training your wife um, although we had some issues but uh, <laughs> anyway um, it's not directly the same and I understand that and there are some times to where you don't need to be your dad and you she doesn't need to be your mother but there is a a strong correlation uh with with marrying uh and, and leading somebody through those those stages of life and parenting and why do I mention that because it's difficult and when you start to have kids uh if you take your marriage seriously and you take that leadership seriously uh, then when your kids, when you're leading your kids through a certain um, period of maturity, those hard things that happen with your wife, you're going to be able to call back on some of those things and say, oh, yeah, um, for example, uh, my husband uh, had a really hard time um, not buying things and learning how to save money. And, you know, myself as a wife, uh, and I know this podcast is for men, but m- women listen to it. And I'm trying not to indict my wife on certain things. Uh, so I'm using my my poor example. Uh, you know, my husband, my wife is, is the type that um, had to help me learn uh, not to just spend money on stupid things and how it's better to save money. Uh, she had to parent me through a little bit of that. And, you know, my parents did their best, uh, but it just didn't stick. Uh, you know, a lot of that's probably my stubbornness from not wanting to listen to my parents. And so she had to come in and clean up on the, on the back end uh, a little bit. She had to help parent me through a, through a lot of that. There will be circumstances that will directly translate to your kids. Uh, and so once again, if, if you hear somebody say, well, you shouldn't have to parent them and you know, it's, that's ridiculous. Um, I, I tell friends all the time, Hey, and this is a conversation. This is a completely other topic that I didn't think I would get into, but I tell my friends all the time, Hey, look at these areas where you feel like her parents aren't doing enough, especially for young couples, especially for young couples. I've got one in mind that I hope he listens to this. Uh, and he's already, I've already had the conversation with him, but especially for young couples, I tell them all the time, look at where you might think that their parents are doing not that great of a job. Uh, maybe it's in finances. Maybe it's 
it's in uh, not talking back. Maybe it's in uh, poor communication skills. Maybe it's they're not pushing them enough for their career or they're pushing them too hard in their career. Uh, they're not giving them enough you know, confidence. Look at where you think that their parents are failing and understand that in order for you to have a good marriage and for order, in order for you to develop that person, you're going to need to pick up the slack there. Uh, why, do I, why do I mention this? Back to the original topic is because that is very difficult. A lot of people don't want to be parented, especially after they leave their household. Uh, that's why the leadership skills that it takes uh, to help somebody through a period of maturity like that um, is very, it, it, it takes a lot of leadership to help do that. And it takes a lot of humility on their part. Um, so it, it's difficult and all it's going to do is get, if you do it correctly, it's going to get you prepared uh, for the stage with with children especially if you can logically follow that back down to a bunch of other topics yeah it'll help you navigate you know their teen years and like 18 19 uh when you know it, it correlates a little bit better but you had to help your wife with finances now you have to help your 18 year old kid with finances but um, if you use the tactics and the strategies that worked when you were helping your wife through finances i guarantee you that it's going to help you uh you know it's going to help you uh, teach your kids about why sharing is good or about why we don't eat all of our snacks at one time or about why we don't do blah, 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 blah. Uh, if, if you've got enough, uh, conscientiousness to, 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 to take those strategies and tactics, uh, that you used when you were having to parent your wife, uh, you can come back and, and use that, uh, for your kids. So, uh, and it, and it is difficult and it's going to test you and that it's going to make you more prepared for when you have children. That goes straight into our next topic, uh, which is children. One of the benefits of a good marriage is that you get children. Now, I'm not too uh, learned on this topic because I don't have any yet, uh, and I can only speculate what it's like to have kids, um, but I couldn't really leave it off of the list. Uh, you do get children. You get to pass you get to pass that on, um, and you could have uh you could have children without being married. Hell, just about everybody does it these days. Um, it's what we're trying to solve here. Um, one of the things that we're trying to solve here. But uh, I believe that it's very important uh, to, to have children and children mature you. And the best way to have children is by getting married and raising those children. Uh, you know, from what I've seen and from what I've heard from other people is there's nothing more rewarding than having, uh, children that do better in life than what you do. And if you're being a good parent, that's the goal. Uh, you know, even if your children don't do better in life than what you do, I've always heard that it's rewarding, uh, to help children, uh, go from this just, you know, absolutely uh, useless baby. I mean, this, this little bundle of just shit problems, uh, and, and help them become a functioning adult. I can only imagine that it's re rewarding and I've heard that it is very rewarding and the best way to do that, honestly, um, the only way I think to do that, that it is going to be rewarding is to do that, um, with a marriage. Uh, and that, that may be false. I mean, there may be some, you know, baby daddies and baby mamas out there that say, no, children are still very rewarding without a marriage. But I would have to think that the best way to get the most out of children uh, is with a good marriage. Uh, so that is another benefit of, of, of getting married. And, and guys, um, again, I'm not the best to speak to it because I don't have kids, but um, I promise that you know, you may not want children right now, and I didn't either for a long time, uh, but it is a benefit. Uh, I, I believe the people around me enough to 
believe that that having kids is a good thing and that it's a rewarding thing and it's, it's something worth doing uh so i just i just had to mention it the last thing that i've got here is i just put the word selfless down and this is the thing that i'm going to spend probably the most time on i'm going to take a drink before i do it um probably spend the most time on because i believe it is the most important um i believe that you know as kids and as we grow up and uh, the different things that we have to go through we may get little micro doses of being selfless um you know you may go on the church mission trip and have to clean up some disaster area or uh, go help the little children and you go on to learn math um, and teach them the word of jesus uh, you may have to um, give a kid your lunch because he doesn't have any lunch and uh, you're not as hungry as he is because he didn't get to eat last night. Uh, yeah, you get little micro doses of selflessness and every good kid does. Every good parents teach their kids to be selfless. But I truly believe that marriage is uh, the first time and I think if you do it correctly, the ultimate exercise uh, in being selfless in a worldly sense. And again, uh, as you know, I'm in this weird, uh, weird, I forget the word because I'm not coming up with words today, but I'm, I'm in this weird space uh, to where religious arguments could be made. I just don't know enough about them. So maybe there is a different scenario where you have to be selfless with your relationship with God. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. So I'm not discounting it. Uh, if you think that you have uh, a religious angle to this that I'm missing, uh, come on the podcast and talk about it. But I think that marriage is probably the first, uh, and most important worldly way that you are forced to be selfless in order to have a good marriage. Uh, in order to have a good marriage, you have to give your literally give yourself to another person. Uh, and you know, no, that doesn't mean chop yourself up and give it to them physically. You're not wrapping yourself in a box, and uh, it, it's everything that you have, your whole soul. You are promising it to this person. You are completely giving up to this person, and I mean that in every sense of of the phrase. Is that look. Uh, when I don't want to, um, how do I, how do I articulate this? Because it's not an easy thing to articulate and maybe there does need to be a religious angle on it that I'm just missing, but, um, I'll just go with my experience. Everything I do is so that I can have a good marriage. Uh, you know, my purpose is to be a good husband, to be a good father and a good leader to those around me. Um, there's a reason that they're in that order. Uh, a good husband is because everything that I do must, must support my marriage because I promised all of myself to this other person. I promised my soul and my body, not my soul, I guess, I don't know. You give your soul to God. Again, I'm struggling here, guys. I, I promised my, my body. I promised my labor. Uh, I, I promised um, everything that I have to this other person. Okay. And to me, that is like the most selfless thing that I think that you can do if you're doing it right. And it's unconditional as well. If you're doing it correctly, um, your marriage is unconditional. Uh, and it should be on her end as well of saying, hey, I don't care what happens. Uh, this promise holds true uh, until I have nothing left to give, until death, where, where I can't get, I literally can't give anything else. Um, 
And I think that that is good. And I think it's good for men. I think that, uh, you know, modernity uh, has done a lot of bad things. Uh, I think, and I think it's always been a problem. I don't, I don't agree with people that say that, oh, you know, last 20 years, this generation, this generation, that, uh, this new generation doesn't know this, this new generation doesn't know that. Um, I don't believe in a lot of that. I believe that we have cycles that are repeated. Uh, I believe that human nature exists. And even though, um, new things get brought into society, uh, humans handle them in a, in a similar way to, to new things that were in the past. Um, I say that because I think that we're in a selfish, uh, self-obsessed period of history uh, where, you know, modernity has forced a lot of men specifically to think about themselves. Uh, You know, the way that our legal system is set up, the way that marriages have been run in the past, uh, it it has been sold to men that now uh, you really need to guard yourself so that you don't lose half of everything you own, so that you don't give yourself up to this woman that is just going to take you for a ride and and completely destroy your life. Um, It's caused men to be very selfish and and women too for that matter i think everybody uh in in the world that we live in today has uh, an abnormal um opinion of themselves and an abnormal love of themselves and i think that a good marriage in order to foster a good marriage you have to give that up completely uh and and i think it is a benefit Uh, i think guys um especially uh, especially when they have kids, which I, I think is probably part of the problem with marriage is, is typically people don't get that realization until they have children. And I think that's bass backwards. Uh, I think that you should approach a marriage with that level of seriousness. And I don't think that you give yourself wholly and completely to your children uh, because you've already given yourself wholly and completely to your wife. And you and your wife are committed to raising those those good kids. And I think that that's logically sound. Uh, a lot of people don't don't realize uh, this this connection uh, until they have kids, and that's why you know kids break up a lot of marriages. I think is because they were never truly giving themselves to that one person, and then when kids came along, they wholly and completely gave themselves to those children, and that's why you'll see. I think a lot of split up parents saying, "I never regretted my child. It was the best thing for me. It matured me to to such an amazing level." But I just you know my marriage just wasn't worth it, and you know my inclination on that. And I may be very wrong, but my inclination on that is because, oh, hey, you never gave yourself to that person because if you were giving yourself to that person, you wouldn't have been able to give yourself to your children in the way that you did. Um, and your marriage would still be around. And I think that truly, I don't think you're supposed to give yourself to your children. I think you're supposed to give yourself to your husband uh, and that makes you a better person to raise kids. Again, this is all speculation. I would love to have somebody on to talk about this, but nobody could schedule in 12 hours time. So you're stuck with me. Uh, but I think that that's one of the best benefits of a good marriage. And I think that's one of the benefits that I've found, um, most beneficial to me is the idea of, Hey, I've got to give myself completely uh, to this other person. Um, I've never had more guilt about being selfish, and maybe guilt is the wrong word. Uh, Maybe it's righteous guilt. I don't know if that's a thing, but uh, I've never felt worse about being selfish uh, than when I'm doing it, you know, uh, in opposition for my wife. Like, uh, let's say. You know, let's say that my brother needs some money, uh, but I just went and bought a new pocket knife. 
well, brother's a big boy. He can he can figure it out. Does it suck? Yeah, it kind of sucks. Uh, but let's say that um, I foolishly went and bought a pocket knife, uh, but now my wife needs three pairs of jeans. And I'm like, well, I had the spare funds for a spare pocket knife, but not really, you know, three pairs of jeans. And now I feel really, really bad about it. Uh, you know, and even on a more personal level, when I make selfish decisions, it hits me a whole lot harder on a marriage level uh, than it does any other level. And I've seen real benefits of that. So anyway, guys, I'm going to quit rambling with you. As you know, this has not been my best episode. I've struggled to find words, but you have days like that. Uh, and I recommend that you just sit down, get through it, uh, and put out an episode that, uh, people are going to listen to and hopefully that they enjoy enough to come back for when you have, when you have the ability to do it better next week. So, um, no, for real, I hope you, I hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, if you get nothing out of this episode, uh, just know that there, there are benefits to a good marriage and that they are plenty. Um, you know, a good marriage, I think, is the most important thing that a man can have when he tries to go through this life other than, again, caveat, relationship with God. I, yes, the relationship with God is probably the most important. I just don't have the skills to speak about it. So um, I think a good marriage is probably the second most important thing uh, that a man can have in this life. Uh, the second most beneficial thing that he can have uh, it, it is a good marriage. I truly believe that. And I think... Uh, if, if you're listening, I think I may have said this already. I either said it or I thought about it. I thought about saying it. But um, if you're getting marriage advice uh, from somebody who is trying to tell you that marriage isn't worth it or is only giving you the negatives about marriage, the only advice that you should take from that person is what not to do. And I don't mean that in them telling you not to get married or them telling you uh, not to um, let's say they tell you not to say sorry to your wife. Uh, that's bullshit. Don't take any advice from them. Understand that everything that they say and everything that they do is probably what not to do if they can only give you the downsides of a marriage. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident in that statement. Uh, if, if they even bring up the downsides of a marriage, like, oh yeah, you got to give yourself to the other person, um, immediately just know that they're full of shit uh, immediately just know that they're full of shit. Don't listen to them about anything that has to do with marriage. And I'm pretty confident in that. And, and that's, again, what I'm trying to change is because I, I hear a lot of guys, uh, that are very, very miserable in their marriages. Um, and I think that, uh, marriage can only be of benefit if you're doing it right. And if you, you're putting the right efforts in and you're trying to establish a good marriage, I really think that it can only be of benefit. Um, you may tell me I'm wrong and I get it. Something wild happens. Uh, and 10 years later, your wife instantly becomes, uh, really addicted to meth and a drug dealer and you just can't fight it. And it ruins your life. I guess. I don't know. Um, maybe there's a scenario, but, uh, I know that it's beneficial and I know that a good marriage with a good person, uh, that loves God and you both love God, uh, and you both live your life in a good way. I know that that's, like I said, the second most valuable relationship that you can ever have. More valuable than your relationship with your mother. More valuable than your relationship with your father. More valuable than your relationship with your kids uh, is is your marriage, I believe. Um, if somebody believes I'm wrong, come on the podcast next week and talk about it so that I don't have to ramble for 35 minutes. Thanks, everybody. Tune in next time.